Hey, everybody, welcome to a Monday. On today's show, we have got North Dakota State Senator Scott Meyer back in the studio. We'll be talking with him in just a minute. By the way, your show today brought to you by Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand City Mall. All right, any questions or comments for State Senator Scott Meyer? Our number is 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. Before we get going too much further into the show, let's do it. Our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. I don't know if I'd really call this a joke, uh, but here we go. Um, You know the voice in the back of your head that tells you when not to do something? Um, Mine bests me five bucks that I can't. (laughs) Yeah, Dale thought that was suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? Good. How you good, been? Good, 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 good. How's work? You know, chance it's, for you to plug your what you do yeah, now. Yeah, you know, that's it. It could be busier. It's mm-hmm. you know uh, the uh, the whole housing deal right now. Yeah, rates yeah. rates are over seven uh, mm-hmm. on the thirty year fixed. We had a twenty eight year low on mortgage applications. So again, it's it's uh, doesn't mean you shouldn't get out and buy. It's, right. It's still right. that opportunity. I always tell my my borrowers that are on the fence, like, hey, if rates drop by a percent tomorrow. Yeah. You think that uh, the market's not going to flood back in again and oh, be competing yeah. against everyone else. Now, if you already have that house, we'll just refinance it. If rates drop like that, mm-hmm. we'll go from there. But, uh, you know, home ownership, especially in our market, is is still a good investment. And I like to think that we're uniquely incubated from a lot of these issues with recession and other things. Sure, yeah. Where Grand Forks is bringing in jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, with, with the Air Force Base, with the Grand Sky, all the developments out there, there's there's positivity in this town. So uh, I think it starts with uh, conservative leadership like Brandon Bochanski and, yeah, the, absolutely. and the, uh, your, your legislators here in town. So. You know, well, let's face it. Um, there's a lot of places around the country right now. You look out to the West Coast, you look to the East Coast, and uh, a lot of those people don't want to be living there anymore. And a lot of those people want to be moving here and that's not a bad issue or a bad problem to have. Did you happen to see that press conference on the sidewalk in New York City on Friday for AOC and Jerry Nadler? Oh, no. Oh, boy. No, Do no. yourself a favor and YouTube that. I will have to. They were getting screamed at <laughs> because they were talking about the migrant crisis in those communities. Now, hey, they're a sanctuary city. Oh, they yeah. should embrace yep. this. This mm-hmm. is what they want. Embrace it. <laughs> but they're, they get mad at Governor Abbott down in Texas for him sending up there. These little communities on the border cannot sustain. It, it, no. It's, it's a border crisis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fentanyl, everything. So what she was saying was, well, the first step we need to do is make sure we get these migrants working. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is not first step. Yeah, yeah. The first step is, well, I won't even go there. That's well, for another show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's federal. I get it. I get it. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, Mirabo Chensky and uh, being conservative and all. I just wanted to uh, mention uh, the mayor's back the badge ride the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, great time. Uh, great time. And, and I don't ever recall any Cedar city leaders doing that in the past. Maybe they did, but, um, I don't know, but what a great thing. Yeah, it is a great event. I was supposed to be there. I was, uh, golfing in the Oxford real, real estate uh, Mm. golf tournament, which is supporting the children's science museum. And then of course the terrible news outside of Petersburg with the bus getting hit. And, and so that kind of distracted a little bit, you know, so I didn't make it mm-hmm. out there. Uh, I'm from Petersburg. Oh, so I did not know I, that. I, I know the people that were the first sure. ones on the scene. Wow. And their hearts skipped. They, 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 they were scared. I mean, of course, it's a bus. Well, yeah. Just been and, and, you know, we were sitting out here in the parking lot, and I know what a life flight chopper is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't watch them, but I'm watching it. It's like, no, wait a minute. Um, this is another one. And all of a sudden, oh, boy. And then there's two. And they're going back and forth. Well, of course, we happen to be surrounded by law enforcement and firefighters and all that. So, I, you know, and I know enough of these people. It's like, hey, what, what's going on? Well, you'll hear about it tomorrow. Right. And I'm like, come on, man. Off the record. What's? And then I found out. And it was like, oh, my goodness. Um, boy, you, you, you know, and then you're. You sit and you wait for news about it all the rest of the night, but um, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. But, yeah, the speculation gets out there. I, I'm 
from that area. It's three miles north of my grandparents' old farm. I've wow. been to that intersection so many times. Mm-hmm. I know there's a couple sloughs around there. So I don't know, was the person distracted? They were heading west on Highway 4, and then there comes a Highway 32, and the Highway 4 is supposed to stop. Yeah. So I don't know. Obviously, he must have run it. And he yeah. got hit by the bus, and then the bus rolled. And um, like I said, I knew the first two people they were farming. They were just moving fields. They were the first ones to get there. Wow. And again, other farmers you know, started hearing the scanners. Mm-hmm. They showed up. I mean, it's it's essentially just in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah um, so you don't know how it happened of course uh, i heard from an old high school basketball teammate at the golf tournament i was at his, oh. his aunt is the bus driver oh wow wow so she's in rough shape yeah but uh oh man and then it harkened back memories of the the laramore bus accident where i went we yeah. went to laramore and, and it mm-hmm. just, you know you, you were a polar bear i am a polar bear wow yeah how about that well i was a prowler yeah yeah <laughs> and it just had my 40th reunion how many years am I? 22? Oh, boy. Already? Quick mm, um, <laughs> You know, you That's talk about... I'm an appropriator. Yeah, there you, <laughs> you You talk about um, you were a polar bear. Uh, we're both sports guys. Um, and I get a kick out of uh, looking at your social media posts, especially with the Minnesota Vikings and things. But um, um, born and raised in Minnesota, me. You know, I, I have spent maybe a total of five years of my 58 years not being a Minnesota resident. Maybe, maybe eight years. But um, I bleed purple and white i bleed minnesota twins colors i'm I'm a minnesota minnesota up and down all the way around but minnesota vikings you know god they've been breaking my heart for all these years and there's no reason they should be owing two right now i mean and what gets me is the people that don't know anything about sports kirk cousins is brutal he's horrible blah 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 turnovers well he's thrown for 708 yards he's got six tds and one interception you ever think about our offensive line you ever think about our running backs but your thoughts on the Vikes? Yeah, they, they need. There's a still a purpose for the running game. I know these running backs have become devalued and their contracts are lowering, mm, and then they yeah. got rid of Dalvin Cook, all those things. But you need a running game to keep the sure defense honest. And and the Vikings' running game has been terrible. Horrible. Uh, the the issues with Kirk. I get. Into, I mean, it's a. You've got buddies. I'm sure you have the same arguments mm-hmm. as I do. I'm like, what are you going to get? That's better. Yeah, there's nothing. Look at his statistical numbers. And I he, mean, he's at the top. With you know, right up there at the top with a lot of them. Yeah. What more do you want? He's got uh, he's got some talent around him. I, again, it's a team sport. Mm-hmm. One I, guy doesn't win it. I'm going to ride or die with Kirk. Sure. That's Me too. Me too. And of course, I'm going to make. I'm going to complain online. Well, yeah. Duh. You got- I'm a Vikings fan. <laughs> I mean, they could win, and I'm like, I'll never doubt them for a second. And then they lose. I'm like, yeah, I never doubted them for a second yeah, there, yeah, too. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, uh, it was a horrible weekend because, uh, well, the Vikes lost Thursday. The Twins lost on Saturday. The Gophers lost on Saturday. UND yeah, lost on Saturday. Well, I do. Oh. Um, but the UND game, uh, another one. Yeah. I, th- I thought, man, these guys, they're giving them a run, and they have their chances couple of bad turnovers. Bad it just turnover. ruined it, you that, know. That but was a big swing right yeah, there in the first half. And, uh, you know, then they ended up piling it on there towards the end. But um, I had such a hard time. Normally, I don't get UND sports. I have uh, direct TV. I'm out in the country. But we did get this game. But you can only watch at a Smurf-colored football field so long. And blue football field, I don't get it. I don't either. I've been to a wedding there. So I was oh. at the reception up in the press box overlooking. But it's still weird. It doesn't. It's just it's off. I don't like it. Yeah. It's not for me. No, Eastern it, Washington has a red field. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's just it. totally weird. Okay. Now let's switch over to the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Six games. Magic number now. Down to six. Mm-hmm. They're looking good. We were just talking about, uh, you know, hitting grand slams. And uh, I tell you what. All these young guys on the Twins, they're the ones that are the studs. Right. This Royce Lewis has given so much energy to the Twins, and now all of a sudden these other players have stepped up, like Kepler and Correa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got great pitching. The, def- or their, the bullpen sometimes struggles, but they've got good pitching. If they can keep the bats rolling and maybe get Buck to come back, play center field, you know what? Have him go out and play yeah. center field. If yeah. he runs into a wall, that's what he likes to do. Yeah. He's, he's made out of styrofoam anyway. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> Like, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. What's the difference? Yeah. He should play basketball or soccer. But then think, like, this Royce Lewis has just been so fun to watch. Yeah, And and he's got an energy, a positive energy. Mm -hmm. It's it's infectious. But look at it. If you got him, you got JJ, you got Kapril Kaprizov, Mm -hmm. you got Anthony Edwards. You've got four young guys on there in that on those teams all these teams yep you could be the next 10 years although we've heard that before with the m&m boys oh yeah the m&m boy yeah yeah yeah. jeepers i don't even want to go with it i don't want to talk about the timberwolves but um they just (laughs) i don't know what their deal is um one thing uh is we get more a little bit more serious here um you know it was uh 
9 11, uh, and, and I was looking at your social media post. Uh, you remember where you were at at Walsh Hall. I think everybody remembers where they are at. I was uh, slinging concrete when I remember it, but um, um, boy, that was a long time ago already. It doesn't, it just time just flies, doesn't it? Long time ago, but it almost feels like yesterday. It does. It, it just, it, the world changed that morning. I remember my sister calling me, and I turned on my tube television, and she had to call my dorm phone because I didn't have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And, and I turn it on, and I'm talking to her, and, and, and we see it again, and I go, is that a replay? And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, they're like, no, that was the second plane. And, and that's I, when it hits you, you that's know. That's when you knew it was under attack. Shit's going down then. I, at first, I'm like, what an idiot. Flew into the building. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, then the second one hits, and you go, really, this is, this is a, yep. uh, we're under attack. Yeah, and then you have our fearless leaders saying, I remember being there the day after, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You weren't even in the state there, creepy Joe. Um, a pile of lies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also saw uh, something here. Um, you were golfing uh, with Wing Commander Tim Monroe. Yeah. Um, now, this is funny because I'd seen something on social media, and I don't know if you know any of the Lamaroos, uh, but I was at the racetrack. Uh, it was night two of the John Sice Memorial, and I'm walking by, and I look at this guy, and, and I haven't seen Jock in years. I, I know all these guys real well. My kid played hockey with three or four of the Lamroos, but, um, and I walked up to him and I said, um, I might be wrong, but excuse me, you look like somebody. And before I could finish, he's like, you know who I am, you dumbass. It's me. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, but, um, have you heard he, he said he got transferred here now, yep. but, um, I saw it was like squadron commander or something. I don't know. Uh, I believe but, he's a Lieutenant Colonel actually. Okay. 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 But, um, it was kind of cool to see him there. Oh yeah. And actually I helped him and his family come back, uh, oh, with, with okay. housing. So it was, it was a pleasure to work with him. Uh, in fact, he was deployed when it happened. So that's a unique aspect mm-hmm. that, that, uh, benchmarks able to get accomplished. It's not even a hard step. He goes, I've bought seven houses, but you made it easy. So that, yep. that's what I love to hear. Uh, but no, uh, fortunate to have people like that in our community, oh, officers yeah. like himself. Uh, and again, he wants to be in Grand Forks. And actually, a lot of these airmen that come to Grand Forks, some of them think it's a, you know, just a curse. Like, oh, God, well, it is. I it's got... the armpit of the earth when you get sent here. But how many of them eventually end up staying because of our pro-tax policies around here for their military? And then, of course, then they leave or get PCS'd out, and they realize, I want to get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I cannot tell you how many people yep. I've ran into that way. Oh, I have a lot of friends that are retired military from the Air Force Base, never, ever intended one minute in their life of retiring here. But I tell you what, I've, I've lived in California. I've lived in Minneapolis, St. Paul. You go live in some of these places and then live here, it's a lot different. And you could see big deal if it gets cold and you're retired, you know what, go away for a couple of months. But uh, when you think about it, uh, Tim Curry, mm-hmm. uh, I think he stayed. Great plans yes. on it. Yep. Um, a lot of these guys, and, and <laughs> again, it's like, I just never would picture you being here for yeah. the rest of your life, but they love it here. I mean, and Colonel Curry's wife is from the area, mm-hmm. and uh, they got little kids here. They want to raise them in a good community. Obviously, he's got a job opportunity here uh, with the TRMC. I mean, there's a lot of positives. And, and again, this just shows, too, though, what the area is doing with this UAS industry, uh, autonomy, and, and defense contracts. This is, this is a big deal in our community, and uh, we're only seeing it grow more and more. Uh, you talk to Senator Hoven, he says he don't say whoa in a horse race, and I try to remind that to our legislature mm-hmm. when we have to fund some of that infrastructure out for Grand Sky and other things in National Guard, making sure we're the best that we can be. Yep. Uh, I just say, hey, this is our unique way to diversify our economy from energy and agriculture and grow jobs. So Absolutely. Let's, let's, be the, let's be the hub right here. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, for the first time in a long time, uh, I mean, let's face it, Scott, we don't have to worry about the base. I mean, there was always, you always had it in the back of your mind, okay, how long are they going to be able to keep the doors open here? Because it seems like they almost wanted them to close. Uh, you know, every year we even had, you know, the retention and all that kind of stuff kicking in all this money. It, no longer needed. Uh, it looks like they're going to be here to stay now with a great mission. Well, we are a northern tier base with uh, our, our adversaries like Russia and China, but still we have to keep, just like I said earlier, keep our foot on the gas to make sure we're looking for future missions and to support our current ones. So, I mean, with the, with the, with the federal government, you never know. Mm-hmm. But again, we, we did fund some base retention funding in last session. Um, so we're going to work on that. But, you know, you, you never, you never, get complacent is what I would say. We always got to make sure we're doing what we can to continue supporting our Air Force Base and our airmen out there. You know, um, are you, you're still into sports. Um, I, I mean, you're still playing ball and, and you're golfing and all that. Did, did, did you run 
in uh, that 5K, that law enforcement 1078 5K. I know you did some speaking there, but did you run? I ran to my pickup. Okay, afterwards. okay, so you did run. I saw Dale there. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dale runs. Yeah, he yeah. runs. I, mean, yeah. no, I, 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 I can run. <laughs> It, like 90 feet at a time. Well, yeah. actually, no, it's softball, so it's less. Yeah. yeah. But I, that's how far I run. Uh, but uh, no, there was a great event. Uh, Sheriff Schneider, East Grand Forks, uh, Polk County, Grand Forks County, uh, all of it. It was a great event. Very good turnout. Um, again, we just need to continue showing our support. And after what happened to Officer Walling down in Fargo, and it's just, it's, it's, the, the the federal feelings towards our law enforcement mm. is disgusting, yeah. and the yeah. media how they portray them. Uh, again, we got to just keep supporting them and 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 being there for them. You know, you get down to Minneapolis, St. Paul, and, and some of these areas that uh, they want to defund the police. Um, if I wouldn't get in trouble for it, I would just like to you know walk up to them and just bitch slap them in the back of the head as hard as I could. And then just laugh at them and walk away. But it's ridiculous because now some of these same people that want to defund the police, city council members and stuff, oh, now they want security Mm -hmm. because people, there's backlash. Okay, first you don't want them. Now you want them. And make up your damn mind. What would we do without them is what I'm getting at. Oh, my goodness. It would be, well, they're protect and serve. There's the people Mm -hmm. that get up every morning, put on their uniform, not knowing what they're going to see that day, but they're willing to stand in between harm's way for you and their fellow neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the amazing thing about these folks but then you see like in the cities where i believe she's the uh chair vice chair of uh the dfl okay right i don't know if you saw this but she got essentially pistol whipped and hijacked yeah yeah and 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 screaming now hey we've got to get these criminals off the streets Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be allowing them to get released and all this and it's like but then you go back to the 2020 riots and she was all about oh yeah so again it's it's hypocrisy and, and, and the, that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah. And, and again, uh, you know, even with the mayor's back to badge ride, um, how people around here, I think, support our law enforcement. But uh, just for an example, it was um, I believe yesterday I was driving to the hardware store and I happened to see a sheriff uh, from Polk County. I was on that side of the river and see him pull up to a house with papers. You know, they were getting served with something. But right away, my mind went back to Holty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ron and, and some of those guys and. That's all they were doing. They were just going to serve an eviction notice and look at what happens. Yeah. You know, we end up with two people dead, two people shot, and, and uh, their worlds will be changed forever. But, you know, folks, pretty soon it's like being a coach or a referee in kids' sports. Nobody wants to do it anymore because parents are a pain in the butt. Um, they don't know how to act. They don't know how to let their kids be kids anymore. And it's the same thing with law enforcement. Pretty soon nobody's going to want to take these jobs because – well, look what, what could happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. You, you don't know what you're going to run into, what's behind that door. But then even when you have the public against you, uh, the court of public opinion always maybe making you feel like a criminal. That's yeah, yeah, awful. Yeah. And, and then, of course, you see what happened uh, a little over a week ago in New Mexico with their governor and then going to put a, uh, an emergency order, a public health emergency, and then take away your uh, conceal and open carry yeah. rights. <sighs> I, I don't know if I've been so angry uh, about the news, like where I, I was visibly like angry yeah, yeah. and I was texting people and I'm calling people and I'm like, this is absolute craziness. And, and it's just, they're just so flippantly just going to stomp on your rights. Like mm-hmm. she, if I watch that press conference again, I'm getting angry oh, even oh, talking about it, yeah. but just so flippantly, she should be impeached already. Mm-hmm. It should be done. Mm-hmm. You did not defend the constitution. Yeah. You trampled on the constitution. You're disgusting. You're yeah. an awful politician. Get out of office. You know, um, we need guys like you in Minnesota. <laughs> Um, By the way, you got a great senator in Mark Johnson. He's all right. Um, If he'd ever return a phone call, he'd be better. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, But no, our governor, uh, Jeepers, we don't want to get into that. But um, uh, just a couple more questions here before we actually take a break and start talking about real things here. Well, these are all real things. And and sometimes it's kind of nice to talk to you about this kind of stuff. But I also noticed... um, we all know the shape the country's in and what's happening in this in this country and all of that and you know going to hell in a handbag if you want to say it that way but a couple of political songs that have come out now i know you weren't big high on uh, jason aldean's try that in a small town um i loved it i thought it was great because you're small town i'm small town and i think of myself if i was in brooks minnesota right now and some of this crap was going down there during deer hunting oh boy would that it'd be fun I mean, it would be fun. Um, I liked it. I, I, what I really liked about it probably the most is is how the libs just went off on it. Like, you know, that's, oh, that's racist and that's blah, blah, blah. 
All they did was take news footage for that video. It's all real news footage, folks. What is so wrong with that? Can't help it that that's a certain demographic, you know, that's doing all of this stuff. But and then um, all of a sudden, this Oliver Anthony comes out with uh, "Rich Men North of Richmond." Great song again, um, you know. And, and right away, you, you got the political parties jumping on it. Well, that's our song. No, that's our song. And he went, "No, it's not. That's my song. It's not your song. It's not written about this or that. It's written for the fact that our country's fallen into the, the shit tank, and we need to do something about it." But um, I like it when these political tunes come out. Yeah, I, I, I like this, the Oliver one better. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it just basically, I like Jason Aldean. Yeah. And, and I like the message. I sure. just don't think it's that great of a song. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's more of a musical point. That's yeah. more than yeah. it is. I just think the other one actually just a, a more interesting to me. Uh, like you said, he, he came out after the Republican debate and said, this wasn't meant for mm-hmm. conservatives either. And he's right. Yeah. Look at the gridlock that we have in D.C. all the time. And, you know, you got, I agree with people to say, hey, uh, McConnell, Feinstein, AOC, or not AOC, excuse me, <laughs> uh, Pelosi, mm-hmm. uh, Biden, heck, even Trump, maybe to some yeah. aspects. They are in their late 70s, 80s, and it's, you can see their visibility. You can see it when McConnell locks oh, up. Oh, boy, yeah. And, and, that's and what then he's he freezes for like a minute. Just I get it. He had a stroke, but it, it's, it's concerning when you're the head of the minority party. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, like I said, Dianne Feinstein. It's her staffers telling her how to vote. Yeah. It, it, it's unbelievable. It's time. Yeah, and Pelosi saying she's what going to run again? again? Oh my goodness! But I talked to Kelly Armstrong about it. He'll say, "Hey, if you think that you're going to replace Nancy Pelosi with a more moderate, you know, congressman mm-hmm, or not, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you it's going to be even worse." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. And, and you know, I have uh, friends in the dirt track racing world that live in California, and and I tease them all the time when I, I get to see them once a year, and I say, you know, uh, I wish your I, I hate to say it, but I wish the state would just kind of fall off and and go into the ocean. We wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> and I mean. Hopefully you guys have warnings you get out of there, but um, they all agree. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my, I've got a ton of Canadian friends. They all agree about uh, their prime minister or their premier or whatever they want to call the, uh, yeah, the drama teacher anyway up there. Uh, anyway, North Dakota State Senator Scott Meyer from District 18 on the show today. We are going to talk about some government stuff here in just a couple of minutes. But right now I want to talk about CNH Insurance. And East Grand Forks, who begin with the goal of building an agency with the highest of principles, personalized attention, and of course, service. You know, they strive to give everyone who walks through their door special attention and the best customer service possible. Now, this is their priority today. Their agents, you know, they have over 50 years of combined insurance experience. They are licensed in North Dakota, Minnesota, and you know what? Snowbirds are going to be heading out to Arizona soon. They're licensed there, too. Hey, for all your insurance needs, contact Justin, Jody, or Tammy. 218-773-0287. Or you can also stop by 1427 Central Avenue Northwest at East Grand Forks. Grand Forks best source. We insure through CNH Insurance. Maybe you should think about doing the same thing, huh? CNH Insurance, they are in East Grand Forks. Well, here we are back again on a Monday as we are talking with North Dakota State Senator Scott Meyer out of District 18. Scott had to just step out for a quick second. He said he'll be right back in okay. about half a minute here. I will vouch you. I was, like you mentioned there a little earlier, Scott Meyer was at the Law Enforcement 5K. He gave a great speech, mm-hmm. had the crowd just just totally good, good good stuff supporting law enforcement. And, yeah, that was a good turnout. I want to say it was like almost uh, 1,000 people. He factored in all the runners, all the walkers, and all that. And great, great cause. And, yeah, I just give super big shout-out to Scott there for just, yeah, just help setting up the day. <laughs> <laughs> Along with, got to give, of course, shout-out to Andy Schneider also. So. Oh, sure. There you go. Uh, by the way, Andy Schneider is going to be on the show day after tomorrow. We're going to talk about beat truck Harvest safety and more. Uh, you know, Sheriff Schneider drives a beat truck. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so do I. So I, I got a hold of him last week and I said, you know, we should really do a show about this because it gets crazy. And he goes, well, you drive a beat truck. I drive a beat truck. Maybe we should just do it. And I'm like, that sounds just fine to me. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, okay, here we go. Let's get to the nitty and the gritty here, uh, Senator. Does Doug Burgum have a chance in heck? <laughs> I think he has a chance to be in the cabinet. Right. I do, too. But, I mean, I, I do like his, his uh, messaging. Sure. Um, sure. It's just, a, it's just hard 
you know, you've got the, you've got Trump just mm. dominating, mm-hmm. dominating the news waves. Um, you've got DeSantis in front of you. You've got Vivek Ramaswamy, who's just been very, yeah. very interesting. Very interesting. Yes, I, I, I find myself every time I'm talking, I gravitate towards him to hear he's talking about. Yeah, uh, everybody goes, well, he wasn't a Republican. All these, and I go, what changed in the last couple of years? Yeah, I wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, you know people it, can change. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny because uh, when Trump was running the first time i couldn't stand the guy um but then you start listening to him and and it's like wow he kind of sounds like oh if we were just a couple of my buddies and i were sitting together in the bar having a couple of beers he's talking the same smack we would be Mm -hmm. and pretty soon i'm like okay i'll jump on board and and for the first time in the history of my being able to vote i actually liked him but um now don't you think um and going back to bergam most people when they try or they run that first time it is to get their foot in the door. Most people don't just expect to be voted in as president right away, but he's acted like he doesn't want any part of that. No, I mean, he's going all in. Mm-hmm. Right? He definitely is. He's very passionate. He's got a plan. And I will say this, anybody that underestimates Doug, it's, it's a mistake because he is, he, he's very strategized. He's very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's times I think he knows more about me than I know about me. Sure. So he does his homework, and he knows how to, uh, how to really just market himself. So uh, although he's going against probably the best marketer ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know, with Trump. Um, you know, we were talking earlier, too, before we went on the air, Scott, about property tax increases. Um, you know, I, I know there's been talk about uh, trying to get rid of property taxes in North Dakota. But here's, here's what really got me thinking. Um, okay, you have to get your money somewhere, and normally it's because of taxes, but then you start thinking, okay, what about some of these older people, fixed incomes, been living in that house forever, took them forever to pay off their mortgage, it's theirs, it's, it's their house, and then they're on the fixed income, can barely make, you know, live month to month to month, and then all of a sudden you get behind on taxes and they could take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, that just infuriates me, man. Exactly. There's a few points I'd like to make, and I, I, I tend to agree with Governor Bergam on his approach with property taxes. But first of all, we did expand on the homestead tax credit for our, for our senior citizens. We're trying to find ways to keep them in their homes rather than going to assisted living because yeah. of their fixed income. Sure. Senator Cruin, if you ever get him in here, he had an actual bill that would have capped it or set that, per, uh, that property tax limit. For those seniors, you know, couldn't you couldn't deed it to a family member or anything like that, and quick claim deed or anything like that, but it would set for you right there mm-hmm. uh, because again, they're fixed income. Now, the legislature last last year we passed the the income tax change, okay, but we also included some policy for some property tax relief. Mm-hmm. I agree with the governor on this one, one hundred percent. Whenever we take care of property taxes at the state, which is not our business, yep, yep, the locals grow. And guess sure. what happened? We passed a $500 property tax credit. You'd have to apply through it through the tax commissioner at the state on primary residence. However, what happened to most people's property taxes? It went right up. Right up. Yep. Mine went up over 20%. Jeez. Okay. And, and, and it's just these people are backfilling it. You know, so go to these hearings. They've already started. The school board, I believe, is this week. That was my biggest. That was a 30% increase for me. For the Grand Forks School, Boy, school District. 30%, so, yeah. So again, that's the biggest hit. Grand Forks County was the second biggest hit. There's one guy that's fighting on it. I know it for a fact that okay. he pushes back on that one, Mark. Oh, but, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. But, but again, that's what happens when the state gets involved in the property tax game. The local governments backfill it. Mm-hmm. And you grow government and you never go back. Right. Okay. Now, there's a, there's a property tax ab- abolishment, uh, ab- abolishing measurement, yep. measure, excuse me, um, out in the, on the ballot. Okay. Our political subdivisions are doing a fantastic job to bit, get people to vote yes for it. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that. Because again, what'll end up happening is one, how are you going to pay for it? And two, uh, when, when our political, like the city needs to get something, guess what they have to do? They have to go to Bismarck, hat in hand, and ask the legislature, can I fund this? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to figure it out here locally than to have to go and beg somebody from Bowman or Belfield or wherever, Crosby, it doesn't matter. What do they care about us having an aquatic center should we want it? Right, okay? right. What do they care about a new school, mm-hmm. right? So those are the things that have to be considered going forward. But again, our increasing our property taxes like this, no. these, these huge increases. And I'm, I'm, I think mine went up six, which is not even big compared to some people I've heard where there's thousands of dollars yeah. in increase. That is a problem. 
So maybe Spending. it's good, good to be poor once in a while so well, <laughs> taxes don't go up so much. Needs, not wants. <laughs> right, right. right. But, but again, we need to learn how to balance our sure. budgets and and do you have a problem? I don't have as much of a problem with um, increasing sales taxes on things if, if there's something you really need. Um, I, I try to put it this way. And, you know, you're not the only one paying for it. We are, there are people from out of town that also help pay that. But anytime taxes go up, it's not a good thing. Right. Right. Well, and, and you know, yeah, consumption tax is usually the most fair tax, like yeah. you're saying. Uh, but, yeah, so... We, I, I we, we like I said we reduced our income tax. I do get though if we ever brought it to zero, which I know was a goal, and you know I can get on board with that. But mm-hmm. you, it's a it's a political suicide sure. if you ever bring it back up, right? You know, so right. Once you get rid of it, it's hard to bring it back. Do you think in the last election there was voter fraud? Um, I know they've been talking about getting rid of the the voting machines or whatever and doing everything old school. Uh, paper ballots, counted, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that got thrown out now, if they're still working on that. But um, what do you think about that? I don't think there's na- voter fraud in North Dakota. I no, think I, don't, I think it was thing. pretty good in North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing is, like, the paper ballots, that would create such a mess. Now, the other things people need to understand is our voting machines in North Dakota are not connected to an Internet. They're they are not mm-hmm. anything like that. So it is to get hacked into would, I assume, be almost impossible. Right. Voter fraud, I don't know necessarily. I know there's a lot of irregularities that would show up. I mean, we all saw it with our own eyes, but I haven't seen enough evidence that's really proven that. But the other thing is that we just need to get better as Republicans. Beat them at their own game. You know, get on the ground. If we have to ballot harvest, ballot harvest. But again, we got to be better than they are at that one. And that's, that's just, a, just to the point. Like, my, I, I agree with the guys like Ben Shapiro. We can't continue to relitigate the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. It, is no, a losing, right. it is a losing battle. Okay, people have moved on, even Republicans, but definitely independents who you're trying to pull over. But, you know, what what Trump, again, just keeps relitigating. But what are you going to do to get those votes? That's the big one. Mm -hmm. That's where Mm -hmm. I ask that question, too. What are you going to do? Because, again, if if there's nothing that's changed in the legislature, some other states haven't changed anything. Right. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, maybe he knows and he just doesn't want to tip his hand. I don't know. Well, that could be. Um, You you talk about. States being conservative, of course, uh, we are in North Dakota, but um, I, I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, now families and a pediatrician uh, are challenging North Dakota's law, criminalizing gender-affirming care for minors. Uh, the latest lawsuit in many states with these similar bans. Now, Gender Justice announced the state district court lawsuit in a news conference at the state capitol in Bismarck last week. Uh, the lawsuit against the state attorney general and state's attorneys of three counties seeks to immediately block the ban, which took effect in April, and to have a judge find it unconstitutional and stop the state from enforcing it. Now, state lawmakers have outlawed essential health care for these kids simply and exclusively because they are transgender. Gender justice attorney and North Dakota State Director Christina Sambor told reporters they have stripped parents of their right to decide for themselves what's best for their own children. They've made it a criminal offense for doctors to provide health care that can literally save children's lives. The bill that enacted the ban passed overwhelmingly earlier this year. North Dakota's Republican-controlled legislature, uh, Doug Burgum, who's running for president, signed the ban into law in April. It took effect immediately. This is what gets me, Christina Sambor. Um, you're stripping parents of their rights to decide for themselves what's best for their own children. You kind of said it right there. Um, I'm going to decide what's best for my kid, even if he's okay, maybe five, four, five, maybe he's 15, 16, 17. Don't you think it's like forcing your kid to be in a damn sport. Dad, I don't want to play hockey. Well, just try it one year. If you don't want to, it's not the same thing, you know, and, Dad, I want to try being a girl for one year. Well, it's a little, what are your thoughts on all this? Because I, I, I don't know. I wanted to laugh at the same point, but you said you're stripping parents of their rights. But they were yep. they were against the bills that said if if a student went to their teacher or their school district and said, "Hey, uh, I don't know if I'm a boy or I'm a girl," these teachers were going to withhold that from the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now they got it's it's that's what I'm saying. They don't. It's hypocrisy yep. entirely. Yep. And these decisions that are being made. Like that, eight years old, things like that. It, it, it is life altering. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I mean, I'm excited. And not just see- their lives either. Right. You know, and, and, and you talk that too about, um, well, uh, 
jeepers when when all of these school districts and school boards uh the meetings were just going crazy i mean grab yourself a 12 pack of beer and a bowl of popcorn and let's watch this this watch this school board meeting because it turned into a joke but these people were mad because teachers weren't they weren't finding things out what was going on at the school but now these same people like you said want this to be hidden from them basically right. yeah it, it doesn't make sense no. it doesn't make sense uh you know it'll be interesting to see how this progresses through the courts but um i'm totally fine with my vote oh, yeah. 100 yeah. fine with my vote and i'm fine with the fem- protecting female sports bill 100 percent fine with that riley Gaines, i just that she's that girl has courage yeah oh yeah not afraid. No. Nope. I mean, and, and she's uh, being attacked online mm-hmm. and death threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I pray that she keeps that strength because it's tough. You know, could you really, could you really, Scott, um, all of a sudden go join a woman's softball team and say, well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to identify as a woman so I can play ball with you guys. Really? I mean, come on. How could you even live with yourself? How could you live with yourself being a swimmer like that and, and, Obviously, men have the physical advantage over women in certain things, but how could you even live with yourself? It's yeah. like being a cheater. I would, yeah, I'm fine with that. Now, uh, like, uh, we get into debates because it got vetoed two years ago, the female sports bill. It got vetoed and we couldn't override mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And people were like, well, I, I think the NCAA has it right where you've got to take a year of puberty blockers, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have my best buddy, played basketball at UND, 6'8", 285. Mm-hmm. He goes, Scott, I don't care if I take a year of puberty blockers or, 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 or estrogen or whatever. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm still 6'8". Yeah. My hands yeah. are still monstrous. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. And he goes, I'm going to dominate. And Dave Chappelle made a, co- made a joke about if LeBron James ever decided to uh, join the WNBA, he'll score 400 points a game. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, he is the GOAT, right? Nah, wrong. Not in my opinion. Anyway, uh, Forks Paul, these people think that it's best for children to mutilate themselves and have mental confusion. The parents need a shrink. Now, what, what kind of did get me uh, about this is um, in this quote uh, from uh, Christina Sambor, she says they've made it a criminal offense for doctors to provide health care that can literally save children's lives. Now, I'm guessing that part of it must have been as far as mental health goes or something like that, because I don't know once if I've ever heard of a doctor saying, look, your son needs to be changed into a girl right now or he's going to die or um, your daughter needs to be changed into a boy or he's going to die. This will save their lives. You ever heard of anything like that? Yeah, I, I'm going to be excited to see that, hear that argument in court. I want to hear that. Of course, let's go back to what we'd said earlier about how they don't tell parents mm-hmm. okay, and all these things. And that's not just North Dakota. There's other states where oh, they yeah. don't tell. How many suicides yeah. could have been prevented right. had mom and dad been involved in this discussion? But they Absolutely, weren't. yeah. So again, flip side of the coin. Let's just have that debate. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it is Suicide Awareness Month. You know, it's September is it. Um, what is a North Dakota Chamber champion? Because you're one of them, aren't you? Yeah, every every session I've made it. Uh, basically, you look at pro business opportunities for our state. Okay, and small government. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. So, sure. uh, pro business lawmaker. Simply put, so uh, you know, I work a lot with our chamber, definitely with Barry Wilford and mm-hmm. Ramp Works, mm-hmm. and, and we work on bills that are going to promote a, a pro business environment. Sure. So uh, that's really what it comes down to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do we need? in North Dakota, what needs to get done when, when you head back out West? So there's a few different things. We want to continue to trying to get that gas pipeline across the state, which would help with a lot of infra- industry um, across the highway two corridor. Mm-hmm. That's really what it would be. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, the next one would be uh, we're, we're working on some funding for a new school at the Grand Forks Air Force Base, Twining. Yep. We want to replace that. There's uh, federal funds involved with it. So we want to make sure we get that going. And then finally, um, just making sure we're doing what we can to promote our oil and natural gas and protect it with the DAPL pipeline, which, again, is being reviewed by the Army Corps of Engineers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's ridiculous that it's still here oh, I know. having these fights. But, again, our, our biggest drivers are still egg and energy. I want to kind of keep diversifying, but, of course, protect our best industries, mm-hmm. our biggest industries, the biggest job creators, the ones that keep our legacy fund growing. Right. Let's let's. let's Take care of those two. You know, you mentioned Mark uh, earlier. We're talking about uh, County Commissioner Mark Rusted. And um, another thing I know he's not too fond of is uh, this new jail expansion and and, uh, um, the juvenile detention center. Now, speaking on a federal basis here now, are they planning on housing more federal inmates? Because 
It's funny how when you talk to some of these commissioners, they kind of go back and forth. Well, no more. It's really more about the juvenile thing. Well, then, no, it's really more about that. Well, what is it? Make up your mind because it seems like we really have not been told exactly what it's for. But is it to house more federal inmates? Well, according to the hearing, I remember having a pretty good discussion with some commissioners mm-hmm. and administrators when they dunked on the legislature and, and the state and all of these things saying that we're not paying our bills. Yeah. They were saying it was to fund or put more federal inmates in. So you can go and hear it from their mouth. And yeah. I'm still yeah. mad about this because they've never owned it on the record. Exactly. They said that they're getting paid. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's a problem. You know how many federal inmates you have to probably take in to pay off a $38 million expansion? Oh, yeah. Uh, in city limits. I mean, it, it is ridiculous. And again, um, never has been a good answer on a lot of these questions. Well, we, we, we really thought we owned all of that property. You knew you didn't. Mm-hmm. You knew you didn't. Nose is growing. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. I think we all know who still, we're, some of the people we're talking pretty, about. pretty bitter at that one. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I didn't think much of it. Um, me not being a North Dakota resident, it's hard for me to get my nose into it because I've already got my nose so deep into East Grand Forks politics, which is completely ass backwards. But um, I really did notice the effect of it when we had the John Seitz Memorial last week. Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, two weeks ago. The economic impact of those three days in Grand Forks, along with the potato bowl and all of that stuff, I mean, it's it's hugely insane, the economic impact. But I really, really, you start to know what it's going to be like because of having all that blocked off. It, it was crazy. It was crazy busy, but um, I guess we needed it. Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> with the parking lot that you're talking mm. about, right, I know Mark's filled me in a little bit about that. But again, what you do out the Speedway, thank you. It's amazing. It's it is a it is a very loyal group of folks that participate in the races, right? They might be folks that uh, I'm not a gearhead. I don't. I'm not as big into racing, but mm-hmm. when I come in and see it with you, I love it. It is fun. Right. It is a great event. Brings people in from all over the all region. Over. Yeah, yeah, and it is a great track. And they stay for three days, four days. Big economic driver. Mm. Uh, it's it's one of those uh, things that it's it's big, if not bigger than a football game. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So it, it is. It's. Uh, I know. We, like during COVID, they got uh, really. Uh, I know yeah. you know the name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where they were they were being demonized and saying that they're obese, so they're mm. more at risk of getting yeah. COVID. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was gross. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> Most of the fans are obese and. Um, um, have uh, diabetes. Yeah. That's what they said about most of us fans. Well, thank you for protecting me. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, Bubba. And there you go. Um, okay, so you're an outdoorsman too. A little bit. Uh, you pheasant hunt, I think. Yeah. Do you, do you deer hunt or any of that kind of stuff? I mean, that season's here. Yeah, if I get my tag. Mm. But I, I did get a, an antlerless okay. uh, north of Williston, actually. Oh, boy. Year. Okay. But I go out pheasant hunting. So sure. then, oh, pheasant hunting, maybe there's a... A whitetail or a mule, a muley will take out. And uh, so, yeah, I'll be out there. I'm going to get out pheasant hunting at least twice with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is fun. And they said that the broods are up. So yeah. There's a lot of birds out there. In fact, they they kind of, they're an annoyance. Well, you know, yeah. they're, you're hitting them with your vehicle and taking mm-hmm. out headlights. And they will do damage. They'll take your grill out. Yeah, they will. I mean, uh, so I'll do my best to uh, get rid of some shotgun shells and... Uh, Maybe hit a burger. Go or two. put some holes in the air if you can. Man, yeah, like when you hear the boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Like, We've, um, I've me. been listening to it the other day because uh, they're goose hunting now. And boy, I tell you what, it sounded like a war zone the other day up on my house. Um, Kaylee Elizabeth says, I personally think it affected our race at Forks Karting as well. We were talking about the, the jail thing there, and which it did. Uh, we had to switch from a two day show to running two shows on Sunday. The attendance is usually a lot higher with having Saturday as a race day also. And when you have that many more people in attendance, that many more people are spending more in town, restaurants, shopping, etc. You're absolutely right. Uh, those people would have been at the Forks Carding Association track Saturday and Sunday. Instead, they mash it all into a, a Sunday deal. They started at 9 in the morning, got done like 6, 7 o'clock at oh, wow. night. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, and, and these kids got to go back to school the next day. And uh, anyway, so... Uh, rest of the summer, how much time do you have before you head back west? Oh, we wouldn't go back until the 25th of, uh, you know, January of 25th. Okay, so yeah. you got lots of time. <clears throat> well, yep, election time, um, interim committees tomorrow. Uh, well, wait, no, 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 it'd be Thursday. Yes, Thursday, uh, budget section, uh, kind of digging through what how the spending's been going, appropriations mm-hmm. and on. Um, it, so I'm on that. I'm on the Lafferty Committee and... Um, 
Yeah, it's just it's uh, it goes fast, and like I said, we're already having these meetings in the community sure. about what we need to do going forward, um, and that's Grand Forks does a fantastic job with our, our chamber, with our city council, and mayor, county commission, everything. Getting in the room, figuring out what the priorities for Grand Forks are, and we go out there as a legis- as a team and, and get it done. So the whole time you're back in Grand Forks, you're not in Bismarck. Are you always writing stuff down, taking notes, preparing, getting? I mean, you you. you you got to look like you know what you're doing when you get out there, for one thing. But, I mean, just these things you see every day and, and, and talking to people on the street, is, is that how you start to mentally prepare yourself to get ready for this? Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll have a constituent might reach out and say, hey, here's an issue I'm having. Is there anything we can do about it? And sometimes you'll say, really, there's not, but here's what you got to do. Then sometimes you go, wow, that is an issue. We should correct that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that happens. Um, you know, you take constituent calls in the, you know, in the interim. Um, I'm helping someone look for some housing assistance for, you know, she's got an issue on a foundation. So I'm trying to get her connected with the right sure. people. Um, it, it, that's really what you do a lot of other than your, your meetings with uh, community leaders, others. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I keep a notebook. If they bring me an idea, I write it down. Um, and then again, when I go out to Bismarck, or even when I bring lawmakers, say they come into town for a mm-hmm. meeting with the EERC or mm-hmm. Grand Sky, then I'm a cheerleader. Sure. Hey, sure. this is what this does. This is why th- your vote that put money in the, into my community also can help your community mm-hmm. and making them understand if it's not necessarily just a Grand Forks issue, but it's a state issue, it's a national issue, and even that, it could be a global issue. Sure. So th- those are the five points. I have to be in, uh, almost in sales. You're a salesman. Truly. Right. Well, you have Build to be, that yeah. consensus and, yeah. again, make them understand why that vote helps their community as well. You know, I've asked you this question, uh, Senator, over the last three years. I've asked you numerous times. Uh, answers have been kind of all around the place here, but um, will you run again? Yeah, I, I'm not sure yet. It's, it's uh, got to be a decision that's mm-hmm. coming up. I know I, I've, I've talked to my district chair, all these things. I also have to talk to my employer. Because, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, things are better now since – post-COVID, aren't they? As far as what you guys do, isn't it a little bit easier? Because I know the whole COVID thing, a lot of people were just getting frustrated and fed up with it. And I know at that time you had changed your tune a little bit, but um, now that that's done, that's why I'm asking you again. Yeah, the 21 session compared to the 23 session, it was night and day. Mm -hmm. You know, 21 was awful. Oh, gosh. You know, there was no, there was uh, really no... um, People coming in to uh, to testify in our room, they had to do it remotely. Yeah, yeah. Big thing for me: nonverbals. I'm sitting in a hearing. I'm looking in the audience. If I see someone say something that seems a little off, I look over there, and if they shake their heads or nod or whatever, that's a big deal. And then I might be like, "Hey, I need to bring that person up," or I'm going to catch them in the hallway and ask mm-hmm. them why. Or even the person testifying, I'm like, "Hey, I didn't quite understand that." Let's let's talk a little bit more. Sure. Okay. So that was a big part of it, and then the masking was just divisive. Everybody was just in. It didn't help um, getting shots. All the, I mean, it was just, it was such a weird session. Yeah. Last session was back to normal. Let's yeah. roll. And, yeah. and it was a lot more enjoyable. And, uh, and I tell you I'm what. Sure for everyone, not just lawmakers. I'm talking everyone. Oh, for sure. And, and, you know, they probably could have just did like they did last session and it would have been all just fine. But that's for another show, too. Yeah. Uh, did we get everything out there? I think I, so. I, 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 like I said, I kind of like this when you're not in session. Uh, it's, it's, I know your life for most of the time is politics, but it's nice to talk to Scott Meyer, not Senator, just a guy in Grand Forks once yeah. in a while, you know, and, um, we, we were talking about when, before you came on today, it's, um, always a good show when you're on here and, uh, we enjoy it, man. Well, I love having, I love coming in here. It is fun. It's easy. It's good conversation. Just back and forth. Maybe I'm not as politically correct sometimes on here when I, that, that I should be, but you're uh, more like us, but that's, that's really what it comes down to. I think people should know that. I'm just a normal guy. Yeah, I'm, the I'm people a, you represent. I'm approachable. Come mm-hmm. up and talk. Might not agree on everything. That's okay. But let's have a good chat and go from there. And that's why I love the show. You uh, got to go back to work? Yeah. Oh. Actually, I've got a, a meeting at, at noon here. Oh, okay. Uh, the Grand Farm guys are in town. So. Oh, it's where you're heading. Uh, the Bonzers, I think. Oh, okay. Well, just, cool. Made me think yeah, for a second. I'm like, yeah. Awesome. Moved on us. Uh, thank you so much for coming in again, Senator. Uh, we appreciate when you're here, and uh, I'll run into you. Uh, I was going to say, you know, um, extra hundred bucks, you can just come deer hunt in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Uh, good luck with the season this year, and uh, we'll run into you again. Absolutely. All right, there Thanks. you go. Uh, thank you very much, uh, North Dakota State Senator Scott Meyer, representing District 18. And our show today, by the way, was brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? 
Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And call that number now for snow removal this winter. Two Executive Properties, man, they do an incredible job. Hey, I tell you what, the Great Reset is back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking about this whole gender-affirming care for minors and more of the wrong stuff that's happening in our country every single day right under our noses. Make sure you tune in. Hi, uh, Hey, Kit Brennan is on at one today common sense uncensored unbelievable show make sure to catch it and make sure to like share tag and follow us hit that notification bell on your smartphone it dings every single time we go on the air it's a must-have all right hey the grand cities are nice grand fork's best source is giving them an identity again 